The Defense Department has been trying to make artificial intelligence the way of the future, starting with its Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, or JAKE. Now the organization says it's embarking on a new iteration of itself, called JAKE 2.0. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. And Scott, why don't we start with, before it goes to 2.0, what the JAKE 1.0 has already done. Right. Well, 1.0 was really all about just introducing uh, artificial intelligence to the Defense Department. And what they did was had probably 30 or more AI products that worked across a range of department cases. So some of those things worked with interagencies. Some of them worked with with combat and some really just worked in really simple things like putting it into a plane as it was taxiing and just seeing how much fuel is being spent and how they could save that. So these Pathfinder introductory sort of programs were the ones that they were using and hoping just to get people used to artificial intelligence within the Defense Department. But what they're expecting from it is really to be the next sort of humongous weapon that's going to be used in warfare. They expect China and Russia and every other sort of adversary that we have to be using artificial intelligence as a supplement to combat in the future. All right. So now we have Jake 2.0 coming in the words of the Jake staff itself. What will they be doing to fulfill Jake 2.0? What will it look like? Pathfinder programs were just sort of introducing them to the Defense Department. Now they really want to just infiltrate as far as they can within the Defense Department and really evangelicalize artificial intelligence throughout every Defense Department component and military service. I mean, you've heard a lot of lip service from these big bosses within you know, the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Army saying, oh, artificial intelligence, we need to use artificial intelligence. But whether they're actually doing that or not, uh, you know, tends to be debatable. So what they're, they're going to be doing is creating what they're calling flyaway teams. And these flyaway teams are going to go into any component of the Defense Department and help them create an algorithm, make a data lake, use anything that they possibly can to start uh, engaging with artificial intelligence and start it up. And, uh, you know, the way that uh, Michael Groen, the lieutenant general who's in charge of Jake, uh, described it is that they're just recrafting their engagement mechanism within Jake. And it's going to be more of a problem pull than a product push. Are there certain applications of artificial intelligence that Jake has already developed that could be widely applicable? Say you mentioned fuel consumption. Could that also work with other platforms that move? I think one of their, their biggest things, and you know, this is a little bit bigger than what you were just mentioning, is the Joint Common Foundation. What this Joint Common Foundation is, is it's sort of like a sandbox that anyone can use to just play around with artificial intelligence, with AIML, and all those other sorts of, of fun types of things. And what they're hoping with this is that they can not only put this in a confined environment where they can try and use some sort of program and, and, and you know give it a shot, but also someone can go in, look through this sandbox and say, hey, you know, this might work for my component of the Defense Department as well, uh, or maybe something outside of the, the Defense Department. So like I was saying, with this fuel and the jets and, and taxiing, how they might be saving fuel, well, the FAA or some other aviation commission might look at that and say, well, you know what, we can try and use that for commercial jets or whatever, what have you, even maybe a private corporation can look into it. So it's just ways that they can share best practices. 
We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mascioni. Now, the examples you've mentioned are in the logistics area. What about the war fighting? Tell us more of what they're doing on the tooth end of DOD, the offensive possibilities there. Yeah, well, as you can imagine, the the offensive and defensive capabilities are ones that they're kind of keeping close to the vest. They obviously don't want China, Russia, and other adversaries to know about uh, you know what they're doing with artificial intelligence. However, they are creating what's called JADC2, which is the Joint All-Domain Command and Control Program, which is going to reach across the entire military. Each military service has its own sort of interesting uh, piece of that that they're working on. For example, the Air Force has the Advanced Battle Management System. What that is, and this is kind of a weird example, but it, it's, it kind of works best, it's sort of the Uber for the military. So if you have a guy in the field who needs uh, intelligence on something, he can share that easily with his uh, superiors. They can make a decision, have AI look through all the data and say, you know, that is a terrorist camp. We need to click go and go ahead and, you know, bomb this, this certain area. And then, you know, artificial intelligence, as I said, will look through all these things. And then in the end, an actual human being will click the, the, the go or no go button. Sounds like they're imagining perhaps having a type of Watson style facility with all of the information that could possibly be needed in a certain domain in a location that's not the cloud because you might not have telecommunications in a battle situation, but nevertheless you would have this vast pool of data that could be queried by an AI algorithm to give possible answers to the operators on site. Exactly. And, and I mean, the Defense Department is notorious for having, you know, trillions and trillions of points of data on lots of different things from tons of different sensors. And what they really need to do is to hone that down into a way that they can use it. One of the things about this Joint All Domain Command and Control program is that they, a lot of the people in charge of this program are saying that the Defense Department needs to change the way that they manage data in order to make sure that they can make this work. And that may include legislation. So something to look out for in the 2022 Defense Authorization Act, well, we're still working on the 2021 but something for us to consider and maybe in the 2023 as well. And is your sense that the Jake is pretty good at cybersecurity? Because I can imagine China saying, well, why develop our own artificial intelligence? Let's just steal it from the Americans, which something they're pretty good at. And that's not a bad strategy from their standpoint. Right. Well, you know, I I think they're working within the parameters of the Defense Department. And hopefully those are, uh, you know, working within the ways that are safe. They have the new CMMC, which uh, is something that they're hoping with the people they work with will create uh, more cybersecurity. They're trying to bolster cybersecurity in every way that they can by baking it into new acquisition systems, uh, requiring it with new vendors, all that sort of stuff. So um, one can hope that the Defense Department is making everything cybersecure, but uh, you never can tell. All right. So Jake 2.0 coming on the way. Federal News Network Scott Mascioni, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.